Hello, everybody. I am recording this podcast from the road. This morning, I woke up, I packed all of my things, and I left. I am driving to my new home where I will be staying until I get back on my feet. Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you, and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. So, my last podcast, I talked about how my birthday party went, and things were okay for a little while after that, and then just like any abusive situation, attention starts building again. Little remarks here and there. Um, no, like, big big fights. And then last week, last week, um, a week ago today, he came home early from work unexpectedly in the middle of the morning to talk. And he wanted to know, you know, how, how I was feeling, I guess. It was a strange conversation. He started talking about how he loved me and he loved all my little quirks and all my flaws and all my little unique things. And I could not contain myself and I lost it. I started crying and I told him, I told him that it was so painful to be in this relationship because all of the things that he's sitting there and telling me right now that he loves about me are all of the things that he had tried to eradicate from me. I told him that everything that makes me unique or special, he tried to like beat it out of me. You know, not not physically because he wasn't physically abusive very often, but he tried to wear me down, wear down my self-esteem, just grind away at my self-worth until everything that I enjoyed and everything that I loved and everything that made me happy or special was gone. And now he's sitting there telling me that he loves that part about me, that he loves those things that he's tried so hard to make me stop doing. And I couldn't, I couldn't hear, I couldn't take it. Crying, I told him that it wasn't true. I told him that sometimes I feel so depressed that I wonder what is the point of even going on. I told him that I like could not stay, that that it was just being with him was so terrible, you know, that I I couldn't handle it. So we talked about me moving out and all this all the dramatic, like crappy conversations or reasons reasons I had stayed because I couldn't handle situations like that. I couldn't handle him being like well, two seconds after he says you should move out, being like, well, how are we going to split the bills? And how are we going to do this? And, and trying to work out logistics, you know, when it's just not the right time for that. And all of that type of, like, well, if you're leaving, let's have the whole conversation right this moment. You know, where are you going to go? Who are you going to stay with? What's going to happen with the dog? What's going to happen with the bills? What's going to, you know, and it's overwhelming. All that information is overwhelming. And that's not really a conversation to have at that moment. But they know that. Abusers know that. They know that they're going to overwhelm you. They know that you're going to, like, it's going to, you're going to be overcome with grief. You know, breaking up is hard and it's sad, even if you don't really like the person. And 
they know that. And so it's actually a manipulation technique that they use. Like if I make them feel bad enough, they won't want to go. And so at the end of the conversation, he, he confessed he came home. He had come home early that day hoping to get some reassurance, to get some comfort. And what happened instead was we kind of we broke up. So then he went back to work. And I didn't start packing my stuff because I had a lot of work to do that day, which he knew I had a lot of work to do that day. So, um, he, he went back to work and I went back to work. And when he got home, I kind of was, you know, fiddling around the house doing whatever. And he came up to talk to me and gave me a hug and was basically like initiated the like, oh, let's just get over this kind of conversation like we always have like as if giving me a hug is going to make that whole conversation go away where I told him that the ways he treated me made me feel worthless and you know terrible so his big solution to this after earlier in the day he had told me if you stay it'll be for all the wrong reasons he acted very level-headed very clear-minded he acted really like mature then he came up and said you know what we need to do we just need to focus on the moment. Just focus on the right now. Just forget about the past and don't worry about the future. Let's just live in the now. And if we do that, everything is going to be okay. And I had a job coming up in a few days and I didn't really, I didn't have anywhere to go until then. So I was like, okay, fine. Just, that's fine. I didn't disagree with him. I didn't say I was staying. I didn't say I was leaving. I just was like, okay, okay, okay. And then he assumed everything was fine and went back to life as usual. Um, and over the last week, he's been nice. He's been affectionate. He's been giving me foot massages. But he still comes out with those little snarky comments and remarks. Um, you know, little, just little things, little jabs. I used to call it like death by paper cuts. Like just little tiny, little, little tiny cuts. Nothing major. No, like, you're a stupid idiot, but like just just little jabs, like, oh, I think that hair color makes you look older. You no, know, like just little things that kind of make you feel crappy about yourself. So I decided after our conversation last week that it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I could, I poured my heart out to him, telling him about how much hurt he had caused me and how much pain I was in. And his response was just forget about it. Oh, just forget about it. And don't worry about the future either. So, so basically... He gets off the hook for all of the hurt that he's caused, and I have to just stuff my feelings about it, pretend like it never happened, just move on, right? And abusers will say stuff like that, and in the moment, you're, it sounds doesn't sound right. It sounds confusing. You're like, wait, you want me to just forget about it? But it's also something that's really hard to argue with when they say stuff like that, you know? So that conversation swirled around in my head a lot, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, this guy's got to be completely nuts if he thinks that we're going to just be okay as long as I just forget about the past. And when you do something to really hurt somebody, it's easy for you to forget about the past because you're the one who did the hurting. But the person getting hurt, it's not so easy to just forget about it. You know, especially when it's a pattern and when it's something that they do repeatedly over and over and over. And they say the best indicator of the future is the past. But if you ask an abuser, it's not. Well, just because I hit you last week doesn't mean I'm going to hit you this week. You're like, but, but yeah, kind of does make me scared about that. 
they kind of have a point when they say, well, just because it happened once doesn't mean it's going to happen again. They're kind of right, but at the same time, like, you know them. It's a pattern. They, they're they saying that because it's not going to happen again. They're saying that because they don't want you to retaliate. They don't want you to take any action to prevent it from happening again. They want you to just sit back and let them do whatever they want to do. So I know that this podcast probably isn't flowing quite as nicely as they usually do, but my head's in a really weird space. I don't really know how to feel. You know, I, I did some crying and I felt really sad. And, and as I was crying, I realized I didn't even, I didn't even know why. why, why, why am I crying? You know, I'm, I feel like mourning the relationship, even though it wasn't a great one, the big change, it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It's stepping into the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. You know, I, I got to basically start my life over and it's scary. And it's really sad to think that I had somebody to do that with and now I don't. Even though I knew for a long time that it was not right, that it was not where I wanted to be, it's still really sad. And there's still some things on the surface of the relationship that I liked. You know, like, I liked having barbecues with the neighbors in our house, you know. I liked driving the car and having my own yard and a little dog and having a place for him to play. I enjoyed having money for pretty much the first time in my life. You know, he, he made some decent money and I had never experienced that before. So it was nice to just not really have to worry about that. If I wanted something, I just had to ask for it. Sometimes, sometimes it was a fight, but for the most part, like little things here and there, if I need a new outfit or I need some shoes or whatever, like I could just get them without ordeal. So on some level, it provided some sort of stability, even in the chaos, knowing like it was predictable on some level that I, I knew it was unpredictable and I knew that we could get into a fight at any moment, but at least I could expect that. I know that sounds crazy and it's really hard to relate unless you're actually in an abusive situation. But if you are in one or have you, or you have experienced one in the past, I think it's a lot easier to relate that you might not know exactly what's going to happen, but you can tell it's coming. So I packed my stuff and I left and I left him a letter, a short letter because I've tried repeatedly to explain things to him and he just doesn't get it. So I feel like any further explanation would really just be wasting my breath. And I talked to a friend about what to put in the letter before I wrote it. And she asked me, what's my intention? What do I hope to accomplish by writing it? If it's just so that I can get it off my chest and I get some peace by expressing myself, then yeah, put it down. But I realized that I was still trying to change him. I was still hoping that something I said on some level would land, that he would realize the error of his ways and apologize, but sincerely, you know, and make a change in his life. I was hoping that on some level, even if he and I don't work out, it would still create some sort of change in his life for the next person. And when I admitted that to myself, I realized that it's just not worth it. So I left a short letter basically saying, I, you know, I care about you. I wish you the best. I can't do this anymore. After our conversation last week, it's apparent that things are just not going to change ever. This is what I would like moving forward. And please don't call 
or text me. And it's really hard because at this moment, he hasn't gotten that letter yet. So I don't know what's coming. If it's going to be a barrage of text messages or phone calls and voicemails. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if he's going to beg for me to come back or if he's going to be angry. I don't know. I still, a lot of stuff is up in the air. Still, a lot, a lot of things are uncertain. And I'm still pretty nervous. Um, as I was leaving, my neighbors came out to say that they're happy for me. And that finally, I finally am leaving. So, I was kind of nervous that they were going to say something like, Oh no, you're going, we're going to miss you, or whatever. But they're very supportive. They said, well, good, keep yourself safe glad to see you go, you know, I hope you don't come back, <laughs> that's what they had said, so that made me feel pretty good, um, last night and this morning, I kind of felt numb, I didn't feel much of anything, I spent so much time feeling like nauseous and nervous and scared, but last night and this morning was just like, kind of just a blur. I realized that I felt scared and unsure and nervous and nauseous and anxious for so long that it just felt like any other day. Every day I'm constantly on edge about, are we going to get into a fight? Am I going to say the wrong thing? Is he going to interpret something wrong? Is the look on my face okay? You know, is, does something happen at work and he's going to take it out on me? I had no idea what to expect at any moment. And... I do feel guilty about leaving him without notice, without having that adult conversation face to face, but I realized that I just can't do that. He has made it so difficult for me to do that, and we've had that conversation so many times. I tried to count the number of times we've broken up, and I got to seven, seven times, and I'm sure there's probably more. Seven that I can really distinctly remember. A couple of them we spent some time apart. We separated a couple of times. And in my life, I've always had a rule. I've always had a rule. And my rule was no getting back together. If we broke up, we broke up for a reason. And we just need to move on. And part of me over the years started thinking maybe that was too harsh and maybe we could work around things and now I realize no that's a pretty good rule for me and there's some other rules that I'm going to implement maybe I'll make a podcast about those I rate and review this podcast if you are going through something similar or you're trying to find the courage to to leave join us over in the Facebook group through the fire we will provide as much support as we can You'll be surrounded by people who understand what you're going through. You'll realize that you're not alone, that there are too many people experiencing abuse, but hopefully we can provide a safe space for you to share and grow and learn and accomplish what you need to accomplish and get the support that you need. Facebook groups through the fire. Hope to see you there.